2: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
3: This is BGN Radio. Welcome to This Week in Fantasy.
0: Don't just think about a fantasy tonight. Pick up... No, um... Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. I'll take Toby Gerhardt for Matt Forte, you son of a...
3: that's more like it. Woo-hoo! It's This Week in Fantasy. Fresh for Fantasy. With Tony Casali from FFToolbox.com, James Seltzer from Rotowire.com, and your host... This guy sucks. John Barchard.
0: Week number 12. Hello! Uh, I'm glad uh, that you probably missed us, and we had a little bit of a crazy week last week, so we uh, we weren't actually able to get a post-up or a show done, and uh, I'm uh, going to blame everyone but myself, because that's what management does. Uh, but anyway, we're all back. Tony, James are all here. It's a, It's been an exciting kind of week. It's kind of a, sucks that we didn't uh, lead up with any uh, huge uh, Josh Gordon news, previously but now we're uh we're on the road we're a little bit of excited of uh the amount of awesome targets that he has received and if you held on to him i think it's going to be worth your while during the playoff run and we'll get into that plus uh the matchups that are going on today uh you know if you're a, a diehard and listening to us right here on thanksgiving day it's going to be a beautiful day from noon till you know 10 o'clock at night nothing but football turkey stuffing and james and tony taking off their pants but um yeah guys i mean Any surprises from this past week uh, here, Tone, that you are, you know, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of Jonas Gray owners that uh, James had actually called. Uh, Can I I jump in there real quick? Sure, absolutely.
1: Write-ups and whatnot did get out, but they were done. And in my write-up, I said, sit Jonas Gray, because it would not shock me if he did not touch the ball. And that was before he was late to practice. I said it somewhat tongue-in-cheek. But, John, if only that had gotten out there, then...
0: (laughs) We can all <laughs> confirm that it, that it is a real thing that did happen. It happens, and, and, uh,
1: and,
4: and since they didn't get out, let let me just say that um, since nobody has any way of seeing these, uh, that I, I was a hundred percent right on all of them. My- <laughs>
0: We can never confirm or deny. Never we're just going to leave or it or at or that. We're leave it not, at I don't that. really want
4: to talk about who those people were. Just assume that I was 100% on all of my picks.
0: Tony, what I do want to talk about, though, is, and I think it's rather funny, that LeGarrette Blunt is just, you know, exiled out of Pittsburgh and all oh, the beat writers. Oh, what a terrible teammate, and rightfully so. I mean, he just kind of up and, uh, up and out, and then <laughs> that's a couple days back with the Patriots. Bang, bang, and he, he seals a, a touchdown there. So with that, I mean... Obviously, it's still going to be a Belichick type of backfield. There, you would expect Vereen to get a little more work now, but is uh, is uh, Blunt the uh, the the guy that's going to get those secondary carries, or are you still worried that that's going to shuffle up and and split between the whoever's taking uh, that in the backfield?
1: Well,
4: this is just a firm reminder. That Bill Belichick hates your fantasy team. <laughs> it's there's really very little way to predict it, but if I were gonna predict it a little bit, I think that uh, you know it's probably a, a one game basically benching for Jonas Gray. I think that he probably will get back into the mix. The thing is, Garrett Blunt is an excellent. Uh, goal line back. I think they could still use them here. Uh, my 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 biggest thought right now, going over some of the numbers between uh, uh, the passing and the running game in New England, is it's very clear that regardless of which. Back is going to be the guy that he's going to play the matchup each week, right? So, so two weeks ago, you're, you're playing a team that struggles against the run, and you just give that ball to Jonas Gray as many times as he can handle it. Last week, they go against a team, Detroit, who's known to be the best running uh, uh, defense in the league. So, what do they do? They throw the ball constantly. They hit, you know, uh, ten receptions between the two tight ends, uh, and and Tom Brady goes off because. Belichick's playing the matchup. This week, again, you're going to have the opportunity to to run the ball again. Uh, and I think you're going to see both of those running backs get a little bit of work. I do like LeGarrette Blunt in the end zone uh, or as a touchdown vulture. So it's going to be hard for Jonas Gray to be getting four touchdowns again. And Shane Vereen's going to get his catches. I don't know that I trust any one of those backs uh, in a standard league. Um, I probably lean Blunt in a standard league just because of his goal line capabilities and still lean Shane Varine in a PPR. But none of those guys are really uh, on my radar because Bill Belichick hates your fantasy
0: team. Absolutely. Um, one thing that's probably, I don't know, there seems to be some prime matchups here for fantasy-wise here, James, on Thursday. And I know it's we're going to start with each respective because Tony's Bears are playing, uh, kicking us off in the early game. But of course, for our Eagles and Cowboys, I think there's a lot of a lot of good matchups there. Um, anything that you're most of Eagles-Cowboys to go in into this week?
1: Uh, I like Shady again, John. I think that when you look at the Cowboys' defense, especially on a per-play basis, they're really not that good. Maybe they're not historically bad, but they're definitely bad. Uh, granted, they play hard for Rod Marinelli, and, you know, um, they, they've done well when they haven't had to be on the field too much, but we saw last week when the Giants could keep them on the field a little while. Uh, they can get tired, they can get you can move the ball against them. Um, So I do like shady again. I think the Eagles are going to commit to the run. Uh, I think the line looks better. Uh, I I think like you said, John, though, there's a lot to like in this game. I mean, obviously you're starting Romo and Des Bryant against that Eagles secondary, which is obviously given up a lot of yards per game this season. Uh, you got to feel good. You're never sitting DeMarco Murray uh, and again, against the defense that at least in terms of yardage ha- has given up a fair amount on the ground on the Eagle side of the ball. I think you feel really good starting shady. I think you have to start Macklin. I'm a little worried about Macklin, uh, at least compared to what it used to be. I think he is kind of maybe falling into the wide receiver two discussion as opposed to being that top tier guy now, as it seems like Sanchez really likes to throw the ball over the middle of the field. Uh, so having said that, I do like Jordan Matthews again this week. I think anytime Sanchez is the quarterback and Matthews is in there, uh, Matthews has got to be a guy in your lineup. And then lastly, I like the tight ends a bit. I think either Ertz or Selleck. I don't know who it's going to be. It's one of those... Uh, on off type of things but i i do think the cowboys are can be beaten with this tight end i believe they're their top five worst defense in terms of allowing fantasy points to tight ends so i think you could see selick or Ertz or both have a nice game but uh ultimately i, I think you're starting your studs and I, I think there is value to be had in some of the lower plays uh, i think sanchez will be good but not great maybe you know a, a number 11 12 overall qb yeah i week. can
0: see that too i think there's i think he's going to stay in that he's going to stay in that 2021 point range yeah, depending on where just you're at
1: volume john i mean look the eagles yes they're running offense but they've clearly shown they're going to throw the ball sanchez has been over 300 yards in each game he's played you know it's just going to be one of those questions of does he get the touchdowns through the air or not but he's going to put up a 300 yard day it's what the eagles offense produces and sanchez has clearly shown he's capable of putting up numbers the question will be will he turn the ball over and will he find the end zone yeah
0: and, and for those thursday uh, dfs matchups i know on FanDuel right now demarco murray's going for nine thousand. LeSean mccoy's at eight thousand. For that type of situation, I think you got to go. I, I I don't like the prices for the probably the value you're going to get. Probably DeMarco Murray um, is uh, obviously like James is saying is a must start. If you're going to go on the Eagles side. Darren Sproles is sitting right there at fifty nine hundred. I think you, when you see and match up the special teams comparatively, that's a great pick this week. Um, also, just you know, he snakes those touchdowns every now and again, just like he did last week. And Tony going into Chicago, uh, you know, obviously always the Lions are always playing on Thanksgiving. And do you think that they're going to uh, be able to eat against uh, this Chicago Bears, uh, you know, defense once again? That's giving up the most. Points to quarterbacks, I'm sure it's going to be a handful with the secondary, with Golden Tate, and with uh, with Johnson there. Um, how are, what what kind of matchups are you looking for in there?
4: Yeah, you know we're talking about those daily fantasy. I was looking at FanDuel right now, and uh, bizarrely, Matthew Stafford's going off at eighty three hundred. There's a couple of quarterbacks that are going off for for uh, a fair amount more, and he's my guy. You know, he's the guy this week. There's really no. Yeah, I know that he hasn't had the amount of three hundred yard games that uh you know Stafford uh, owners are accustomed to his normal five thousand yard season and three hundred yard games after week after week, but he hasn't. They had Calvin Johnson most of the season, or much of the season, anyway, and now he's going against just a dismal, you know, Chicago Bears passing defense. They give up a ton of points. Is as, as soon as they get a halfway decent uh, quarterback. Uh, uh, wide receiver combination out there, they just fall to pieces. Looks like Briggs and uh, Kyle Fuller very likely won't be playing tomorrow. So now you're down to your third and fourth cornerbacks out there against Calvin and Golden Tate. It's just, it's not looking good. If they're, if the Bears' offense could get going, they might be able to slow them down a little bit. That's really the only way they're going to do it. Um, but I love Matthew Stafford in this game. I think he's definitely a start. I think he's a, he's my FanDuel special. If you don't have a chance to, nice. to read it before. You listen. Uh, I definitely have uh, Matthew Stafford as my, my fan duel guy this week. Another matchup I like in this. Uh, game is Martellus Bennett against that defense. Forte might get bottled up a little bit. I mean, obviously he's a threat in the pass game, which is going to help a lot for, for Forte owners because the obviously the run defense in Detroit is excellent. But as we mentioned before, uh, New England found something out about Detroit and they exposed them, which was they were not doing very well stopping the tight ends. I, I mentioned it before, they gave up 10 receptions to their tight ends. So I actually like Martellus Bennett this week, who's you know had some struggles as a of late, sort of regress to the mean after a really hot start. But, uh, you know, if Mark Tressman, you know, does the, you know, one smart thing he could do is see what Bill Belichick does and then do that again. Yeah. Um, and and that would be to try and feed the ball to Martellus Bennett uh, some of these plays over the middle see if they can uh, you know you might have a little bit more time than usual against Detroit because it looks like Nick Fairley's not going to be in there again obviously the front four is still going to be really solid because they're deep Um, but if they can get those quick outs to to Martellus Bennett get over the heads of that front four uh, I think they'd be well served by targeting him this week so I think that's another uh, nice little start for you
0: yeah and he's the uh, I mean if you're just playing in a Thursday-only qualifier for the FanDuel stuff, 5,800. He's the top one there, but, again, that fits right into the same kind of budget that Tony was kind of – you know, Matthew Stafford at 8,300. Jay Cutler, Russell Wilson, Tony Romo all above him. I wouldn't feel, you know, that much more comfortable going with either one of those guys, and, man, I got to say, Mark Sanchez at 7,600 this week. Might be a
4: pretty good deal if you can get that in there. And Russell Wilson is way too high. Going too against San—it doesn't make any sense to me. Going against San Francisco, going against one of the best defenses on the road. He hasn't passed for more than two hundred and eleven yards, uh, but like two times, one time this season. And in San Francisco's not going to let him scramble all over the place. And I, I don't understand why he's that high. He, I would avoid him.
0: Yeah, let's get uh let's get excited about some uh, some rookie wide receivers and and Josh Gordon being back cuz that's been that's been one of the awkward, you know, we we've all said I guess during the real NFL draft of like wow, what a class of rookie wide receivers that are coming in here and now that the ones that uh, you thought were going to be dominant early are starting con- to continue. Mike Evans is having a a phenomenal second half of the season. Sammy Watkins now that Kyle Wharton is coming here has had a great great year. Um, Josh Gordon's return: eight uh, receptions, 120 yards. I know I'm lumping it in with a bunch of the rookie wide receivers, but it's just been kind of it, it. You know, James, has it been worth the kind of wait and the payoff for owners? That have waited on the rookie wide receivers and more importantly i guess for josh gordon where do you see their their perspectives and and are not perspectives really where do you see them kind of blossoming or falling here are, the, are these guys going to be pretty much sustainable for the rest of uh, the playoffs
1: all right let's start with the rookie wide receivers then we'll jump over to gordon um I, I, like we said john I, and this is it's unreal what this class is doing i think we might look back at this class in a decade and say wow That was the best rookie class of receivers we've ever seen. I mean, you've already got five guys who are pretty much must start. You know, Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, Kelvin Benjamin, and Jordan Matthews. You're pretty much putting in your lineup every single week, no matter what. Uh, And then you've got guys like Martavis Bryan and Jarvis Landry and Devontae Adams and John Brown and Dante Moncrief, the entire Jags receiving core outside of Cecil Shorts. I I mean, there are so many guys who have made an impact and look like they're going to make an impact moving forward. Uh, It's wild. Uh, You know, in a dynasty league that, you know, you can really get into it. uh, As far as ranking really those top guys goes, for me, I'd probably have moving forward in the future, I'd probably have – Beckham and Evans really fighting for that one spot with Watkins right behind them. Uh, and then Benjamin Matthews in a different tier. And then you get into the Bryants and the Landrys and those guys who I all think will be good moving forward. But I think for this season, moving forward, if you have one, of, if let's say you have all those guys on a team, you can only start one on a weekly basis. I just think right now it's got to be Beckham. I know how good Evans has been. And, and look, you probably don't have to make this decision. You could probably start both guys. I own both Evans and Beckham on a team and they will both be in my lineup. But Uh, I mean, Beckham is clearly Manning's favorite target right now, you know, outside of making the the best catch we've all ever seen. He's just amazing and and he's got unbelievable hands, but he's also great at finding space. He's physical. He gets open. He can make pretty much any play on the field. So uh, I think Odell Beckham is a must own, must start moving forward Um, and and same with Evans and Watkins. But, uh, you know, right now, I I think Beckham is really a top 10 wide receiving option moving forward. As for Gordon, I view him a little bit higher than those guys based on obviously what we saw last year and the fact that in his first game he came out and got eight for 120 and he didn't even look right. I mean, they missed some plays. There were a couple spots there where Hoyer just missed Gordon for what could have been a a, a huge touchdown or, you know, an 80-yard play or whatever it is. Um, So I really think Gordon's just going to get better. He got 16 targets out of uh, a possible – I believe the rest of the team got 17 or so combined. Uh, So – Josh Gordon is going to get his targets him and Hoyer are going to have more time to get on the same page i think that 8 for 120 is is a floor on a weekly yeah. basis, for Josh Gordon. So, you know, I, I think he's a top five wide receiver moving forward. And you
0: look at the rest of his their, their schedule. They've got the the Bills, the Colts, the Bengals, the Panthers, and the Ravens. That's all dying for for pass catching all over there. So it's uh, if you held on to him and if you didn't make that trade with Brandon Marshall or whoever else that somebody was trying to snake you on that, I think that's a good. John,
1: real quick, I have I have my fist in the air because I own Josh Gordon on three teams, and it is amazing. <laughs>
0: And uh, how did I not mention uh, Odell Beckham Jr. putting up a just a just an awesome game with like the biggest highlight catch you've seen in a very very long time, and some say it's the best catch they've ever seen. But man, oh man, that kid's gonna be really good, and it really sucks that he's uh, on the Giants. I hate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, he's uh, just a phenomenal. Guy. Yeah, but I mean, Tone, any other any other guys that you're looking at that could still have uh, just a continuing boom here, and I want to get your thoughts on Josh Gordon
4: as well. No, well, no, I think uh, I think James pretty much hit every rookie that uh, was drafted this year. So I, I think he's got that part covered because and he's absolutely right. I mean, we are talking about a really special class. Um, and just like I said at the beginning of the year and every year, always start rookie receivers because they always pan out. I think you can go back to the tape and, and, and you'll see exactly that. Um, as for Josh Gordon. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And again, exactly what uh, James was saying with Josh Gordon, too. He didn't even quite look right. And he still put up those kind of numbers. Uh, You know, he looked like maybe his conditioning as it should be a little bit, you know, a little bit lacking. And he he played on about 70 percent of the plays. He's going to get he's going to be in each week be in a little bit better shape and a little bit more football shape. So, yeah, you know, that. Uh, 108 for 120 will likely be a floor for him. There's no reason uh, that once he's playing in 95% of the plays... Uh, that he's not going to, to to crank it up once his conditioning gets a little better. He can get to some of those balls a little better. He'll get used to uh, working with Hoyer again uh, since it has been a long time. Uh, no, yeah, Josh Gordon, anybody who, um, who traded, I, I hope that if you traded him away, you know, at, uh, weeks, you know, five, six, seven, eight, whatever, that you got a lot for him. Or maybe you really, really needed him to get you to the playoffs. Uh, because, you know, now if you've got him, uh, you're, you're, you're pretty happy about it. So I, I hope you got, you know, Andrew Luck and a running back or something like that. I hope you got somebody ridiculously good for Josh Gordon. Yeah. Uh, if you traded him away earlier, uh, to get you to the playoffs, cause now he looks like he's, he's going to be the guy, um, that if you have him on your team, you very well might be a championship team this year.
0: Oh, absolutely. And the price on him for DFS leagues is just going to continue on climbing. He's at 8,100 right now on FanDuel. But, um, I mean, the guys above him, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham Jr., Randall Cobb, uh, T.Y. Hilton, Emmanuel Sanders, Jordy Nelson, A.J. Green, Antonio Brown, uh, you know, and uh,
4: Demarius. So... He's too many be, names.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. It's too <laughs> many. He could easily.
4: He can. He's going to be right there with any of them. There's. I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. There's a couple of them that might outperform them on, on a week to week basis, but he is easily. Uh, as good of a start as any of them,
1: right? Yeah, and, 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 I, and perhaps the highest upside guy of the group.
4: Yep,
0: absolutely, and especially. Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, the, the the matchup probably isn't as great, but it, I, I still don't think it'll matter. Just just on targets alone here. I mean, if I, if you're gonna spend, you might as well spend the the thirteen hundred dollars less between him and Antonio Brown because there's there's just a bigger ceiling there, and and absolutely, that's a, that's a good play going forward here. Another guy that I think has pretty good value uh, not only this week but probably for the rest of the season and it's one of those things that we said eh, we should probably get rid of this guy but of course of course Keenan Allen starting to warm up a little bit here you know uh, he was just he was getting too many targets not to have somewhat of an impact on the lineup here back to back uh you know had a, a 104 and a touchdown uh, against St. Louis he's got Baltimore this week um Tony are you feeling a little more comfortable starting Keenan Allen or putting him in, you know, a DFS spot where that's going to be a, a little more of a, of a tighter budget there?
4: Uh, yeah. I mean, if you are doing a tighter budget sort of thing, so say you do want to spend big on your on your top receiver. So you do end up with like a, a Demarius Thomas or something like that, where you're going to be spending a little bit of money on your number one and you want to, you know, save a little bit on your number two. Then then, yeah, I think Keenan Allen is fine. Uh, You know, obviously he started off the season really up and down and still to this day. I mean, before we get too excited about Keenan Allen, he still only had two games over 100 yards, uh, you know, and it was about, what, seven games in between the two of them. So it's not like I'm in a place where I'm saying, hey, every week I've got to get this guy in there. Uh, But he has his targets and receptions have gone up a little bit over the past four weeks, although he had a bit of a clunker in Miami in week nine. So, uh, yeah, he looked good against a a pretty tough St. Louis defense. So, yeah, I'm absolutely for value. I'm in, uh, assuming that he's going to be my number two receiver in in FanDuel, as it were. Um, But, you know, going forward, the long term, you know, no, I'm I'm just not as high on him as I was. Uh it, it looks like, you know, some of these guys it, it might be you might be best served to to give him a full, you know, season plus a little bit to see if they are the real thing. Sometimes they are and sometimes they're not. And their offense is still playing well. He just isn't always a part of it. So, no, I'm not 100% on Keenan Allen. He's definitely in a wide receiver 2-3 uh, range when coming into the season. We were hoping he would continue on and, and make some strides and be a wide receiver 1. That hasn't happened. Um, but, yeah, the inconsistency makes me a little bit nervous. But it, as a value play in a weekly uh, league or a daily fantasy league, then, then yeah, I would go ahead and put him in.
0: Another guy that, um, you know, a lot of people are going to get excited about and his had to have two massive weeks back to back granted the defenses they played were absolute gar- garbage here james but justin Forsett has had two touchdowns and 100 plus and jesus he went for 182 against new orleans which has you know some of the worst defenses uh the, probably the worst defense in the league tennessee right behind them uh as well but you know this is this is another thing i think people are going to get trapped in with san diego miami Uh, and Houston kind of coming up here. Do you expect him to... Obviously, he's not going to put up those numbers again, but do you you feel that he's going to be in that, you know, RB4 to RB6 and up type of range going forward here?
1: Uh, You know, I mean, it's kind of hard to doubt the guy. All he's done is put up numbers all season long. You know, granted... That Saints defense, especially against the run, was was absolutely atrocious. Uh, it was embarrassing to watch some of those tackles. Similar to watching the Tennessee Titans play, I think that was a nice kind of comparison there against mm-hmm. the run. Both of those teams just just don't stop the run. They don't tackle well. They don't attempt to make tackles well. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, look. Forsett has been amazingly consistent really since week six. Uh, other than a 38 yard effort against Pittsburgh, you know, he had 111, 95, 68, 112, 182, uh, you know, four touchdowns over that span. It's really hard to doubt the guy. Baltimore has one of the two or three best offensive lines in the league. Uh, the matchups are decent. It's not like, you know, outside of Miami, you look at San Diego, Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland. All those teams are not good against the run, especially Jacksonville, Houston, and Cleveland. Uh, all just get gashed on the ground. Um, and, and Miami, while decent, actually good defense on the ground, did just give up 167 yards to C.J. Anderson. Yep. So. I like the matchups. I like what Forsett's done. He's clearly the guy there. They're going to obviously mix it around. They use Pierce uh, clearly, but, I mean, Forsett is the main guy there. He's going to get touches in both the the running and receiving game. Yeah, I I think he's definitely a top 10 running back for the rest of the season. Yeah,
0: and you can use that to your advantage, too, because there's really only $500, at least how it is right now, between Justin Forsett and a guy like Jeremy Hill. Um, you know Denard Robinson all that other stuff and there's there's priced above him or the Alfred Morris's and Mark Ingram uh, Giovanni Bernard those type of things that still great value if you're in a DFS league and I think that's going to be very important going along especially with CJ Anderson and I always got Kansas City coming up this week and it might not be the best matchup in the world but um, that's another guy that's just, you know, ride that hot hand and thank goodness. <laughs> if you held on to him, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I let him go after, after, a, uh, you know, a week of, uh, he'll not, he's not coming back to start. It's Ronnie Hillman's job. And then Ronnie Hillman gets hurt. And now he's just, he's, he might be the guy going forward. I don't think you see Monty Balls I think he is. at I think all he is. next year. So uh, that's going to be interesting, but let's get to our favorite friend, our favorite segment of every week and get to the Mario mailbag. <laughs>
3: It's time for the Fantasy Mailbag. There's a letter
1: in your mailbox.
3: Have a fantasy question? Tweet us at BGN underscore TWIF or call the Duncan Philly Anytime Hotline, 267-245-6066. Leave us a message and we'll put you on the air. That's 267 267- Two four five six zero six six.
0: So of uh, of course uh, Mario at Mario ZMD always checking in with us. Sorry we left you hanging in the in the wind last week, bud. But uh, he says uh, lost last week, now in fourth. So he's still still uh, not in the cellar, but needs help desperately. Needs two of these four wide receivers to start. I'm gonna guess that's Julio Jones. Uh, Julio Jones, Kelvin Benjamin. Mike Wallace, Jordan Matthews. So, James, which two are you going with
1: to start here, bud? Mario, you love to bring us the toughest questions we could possibly <laughs> answer. What, what, a, what a tough call here, just picking two of these four. Um, I, I think Julio, you have to start. I know he hasn't been a superstar lately like you've expected, but did get into the end zone this past week for the first time since week three, 68 yards and a touchdown. Still leads the team in targets. Uh, and, and look, Arizona, while a great defense defense, uh, has struggled against the past. I think that it's in Atlanta. So, yep. you know, the, you like the Falcons a little bit there. And ultimately, I feel like they're going to have to throw the ball to kind of keep in the game. So I like Julio the most out of that group. The next three for me, honestly, it's like it, it, in my rankings, I, they're all within like a four ranking, you know, spot. They're all super close. Um, my initial thought was Wallace because of how bad the Jets' secondary is. But, you know, the Jets. Have been a little better against the pass recently, but still bad. Uh, and, and John, I know you're going to feel me on this. It's so tough to sit Jordan Matthews. The Cowboys, though, have been good against fantasy wide receivers. Um, So uh, you know, and then Calvin Benjamin with a decent matchup with the Vikings. Uh The Jets, I guess, are the best matchup. I think I like the way Matthews is playing right now the most, which probably means it'll be Calvin Benjamin. But um, <laughs> uh, I'll go. I'll go with Mike Wallace. It's it's probably the safest pick right now. I think he's playing. He's playing well. I think that, you know, the Jets can stop the run. I think Miami might have to throw him and uh, Tannehill have a nice connection. But Jarvis Landry Landry is what worries me there. I I think that Tannehill is starting to To like Landry even more than Wallace. So I'll say Wallace, but man, you know, I don't feel 100% about it. Yeah, he,
4: I love, I love these ones because they're, these are, these are the ones that uh, Mario is a nice representation of America. That's, that's what I like about Mario. He is, he, he, these are, these are the, the, the same questions that a lot of people are going to be asking because these are, this is a, a pretty typical solid team, right? Uh, so, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Julio Jones. I don't like the matchup, but I think you know we're gonna have Patrick Peterson might be bouncing back and forth because Roddy White's actually been playing very well. So, uh, you know, I. St- it, it's tough, but I still I'm, I'm going to go with Julio Jones on this, and then I think my first thought, honestly, was the same was to to go with Mike Wallace, but his receptions have been down, and Tannehill does play this ball control, and Jarvis Landry's looking good in that ball control offense. I'm starting to feel like Matthew uh, Wallace is getting closer to his old self of like touchdown dependent. Uh, weekly starts so where if he doesn't get his touchdown, he's just not going to be worth enough points. So I'm leaning, I'm going to go with Jordan Matthews. Uh- Again, just like you saying, it's hard not to go with them. But you look at his receptions the last couple of games, seven, five, six. He's had 100 yards or plus in two of the last three games and touchdowns in three of the last four. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great game in Dallas, I think, uh, battle a number one team. So I'm, I am I want to see Jordan Matthews and I think he's going to perform well. So, so yeah, uh, Julio and Jordan for me.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna to have to agree with Tony here because there's. Uh,
1: yeah, I, you, you, I, I'm actually kind of. I was, as you could tell, I was on the fence. I might, I might go that way as well. Uh, I, yeah,
0: it is still real tough, Mario. But you cannot sit Jordan Matthews when Mark Sanchez is playing. You just can't because that's that's the that's gonna be his number one look too. Um And in the middle of the field with Dallas when they play that whatever version of their Tampa two. Yeah, you got to let it ride because he's going to be he's going to be a tough matchup. Um, they're going to be concentrated on Macklin a lot. And um, yeah, you got to got to run with that. I, I do set man, uh, I'm going to you know what? No, oh, no. Yeah, no, I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> I was going to tell you to go Kevin Benjamin over Julio Jones, but uh, only because as bad as the Cardinals have been in the secondary, the Blitz. We'll probably still get to be Ryan, and I just I'm not confident about the numbers he'll pick up, but there'll be garbage time and all that good stuff there. So well, we're going to wrap things up uh, just because we want you to get uh, you know get all those uh, DFS lineups and all your all the goodness uh, set up here. So just uh, some final thoughts here, and uh, maybe what we'll what we're thankful for. And we'll start with uh, Mr. Uh, James Elter. What's up, buddy?
1: John, my, my final thought, we didn't mention this pod, and I just wanted to get his name out there, Latavius Murray. Oh, I think he's God, gonna... how could we not? Jeez, how could crickets. we forget that? One of the biggest pickups uh, this week, obviously, got the concussion, which took him out of the game, but had four carries, 112 yards, and a and, uh, couple touchdowns. Um, obviously the 90 yard run was just, he, he just looks the part, you know, he's big, he's strong, he cuts quick, he's athletic looking. Um, and, and he just looked like dynamite against the chiefs defense that had not allowed a touch rushing touchdown all season. The kid gets to, uh, so really I like Latavius Murray as kind of an under the radar, uh, you know, flex kind of guy for the last few weeks. Who knows what the Raiders look, the Raiders stink. You never know what they're going to do. They might just give Darren McFadden all the carries because, you know, they're the Raiders. Uh, but <laughs> You know, if they give Murray a chance, I think there's a real chance that he could uh that he could he could do something for you in the fantasy playoffs. And John, I have a happy trails, but you know what, in honor of Thanksgiving, I'm not gonna do it. We're not gonna say goodbye, <laughs> no. John. We're gonna say we're gonna say welcome. Welcome Latavius Murray to your fantasy squad. And uh everyone, uh, I, I'm thankful for our awesome audience for the chance to do this with you guys and uh just uh for, for football and Thanksgiving, man.
0: Absolutely. It's a tradition none like any other. Yeah, I gotta say that now that I've been really paying attention to the zero running back theory, and you know, all all these guys are just amplifying that. There's so, like if you if you drafted Darren McFadden or MJD or any of those guys, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. I think you have to go just wide receiver heavy. There's going to be so many so many wide receivers to choose from. Just stack up on them. Stack up on them. Stream some quarterbacks. Have some fun because it's panning out that way. It just, it you know, you you try and trick yourself every year of like, Ooh, I shouldn't do that, uh, I shouldn't do this, but um, I'm thankful for the uh, the zero running back theory, and of course all all the guys that are here with us, and uh, can't believe that this is actually you know like happening. It's something we wanted to do for a long time, and we hope that it can uh, continue, Tony. Uh, Final thoughts and what you're thankful for, sir.
4: Uh, Just my final thought. uh, You know, I like to, you know, stream my defenses throughout the season. And I know sometimes defenses can be a bit of an afterthought, but sometimes uh, a couple points here and a couple points there can be, uh, you know, really important. So I I just want to let everybody know, take a look at uh, the New York Giants defense this week. They're terrible at defense typically, uh, but they've got they've got Jacksonville this week. I mean, here's the thing when you stream defenses all season, uh, one of the things you got to keep in mind is that you know these uh, you know it's easy to play the matchups but those defenses aren't always available this week the defense is available because he's only owned in about 30 percent of yeah they're only owned in about 30 percent of yahoo leagues uh go put him up against jacksonville this week get yourself 15 defensive points and win your game and you can you know send chicago packing because you had him going the last two weeks against weak teams so so enjoy a nice little uh, uh defense this week from me to you um, I'll tell you, I'm thankful that that I get to do this. This is, this is a blast, um, to be, to be able to do this and have people listen and, and to, to do something that you're incredibly passionate about and that actually get to share that with people. It's a, it's a blast. I, you know, n- not, not many jobs you can do in this world, uh, are, are the kind that you can look forward to and that you would, that you would basically do for free. And then occasionally people actually want to give you a little money to do. It. It's pretty amazing. So, um, so yeah, I'm very thankful that I get to this opportunity to uh, share my love of fantasy football with everybody else.
0: And we'll can uh, you know we'll keep continuing. I think there's going to be a point where uh, obviously we want to do the long term stuff, but there's a lot of guys that are out of the playoffs and all that old stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna definitely integrate a lot more DFS type of type of stuff. One because it's fun, it's addicting. And um, as uh, Tony and I know, for sure, it's all owned by poker dudes. So the more that populates and gets going, maybe they'll be like, "Okay, we can have poker back online as well. And it's very exciting, very fun. So uh, again, for myself, John Barchard, for Mr. uh, Tony Casali and James Elter, we thank you so much for listening to This Week in Fantasy right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and LibertyBroadcast.co.
3: You've been listening to This Week in Fantasy right here on BleedingGreenNation.com fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network.